Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Thursday, April 14th, 2022, and this is day 1489 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we glorify you. We honor you. You are our sovereign God. You're the creator of all things. And there is absolutely nothing that takes place in this world that you know nothing about. I thank you, Lord, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. And I ask my Lord that you will speak today that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today's message is the untouchables. The untouchables. Hmm. We're going to be coming out of Luke chapter 5, verses 12 through 16, and uh, talking about how Jesus went against the whole world system that was going on back in those days. And, um, you know, God says we should do the same. It's not about what the world says. It's not about what is, you know, uh, uh, considered uh, appropriate based upon um, uh, putting other people down or uh, because of your title or because of who you are that we have to always be aware of other people that God will put in our midst for a reason. And everyone, everyone should be given the utmost respect and their dignity upheld, no matter who they are uh, or, you know, what they may be into. Of course, we correct what's wrong and we do it in such a way that you know, we're not judging, but we are correcting. All right. But in this case, this story, uh, you know, biblical truth just speaks volumes about how we should treat our fellow man, our fellow woman. So again, we're coming out of Luke chapter five, verses 12 through 16. And it says, while Jesus was in one of the towns, a man came along who was covered with leprosy. And leprosy back then was an uncurable disease. Uh, leprosy was a feared disease because there was no known cure for it. And some forms of it were highly contagious. So anyone that had leprosy had to live outside of the city limits. They also had to stay covered. They had, if they did come in anywhere near the city limits they had to walk around and and say unclean unclean as they're entering into a space so people would know uh, and before they could even uh, go back into uh, the city dwelling they had to go before the priest and the priest would be t would determine if they were in remission or not the thing about lepers leprosy was that it, it destroys the nerve endings. So like fingers, uh, nose tips, toes, uh, those nerve endings, uh, a lot of times they 
would die and those nerve endings would die. And so those tips of fingers and toes and the nose tip would fall off. And so people would look different um, because they have lost parts of their body. Uh, and in, there was no, again, no cure. And, and people shunned people with leprosy. So it says, when he saw Jesus, so this man covered with leprosy, when he saw Jesus, he fell with his face to the ground and begged him, Lord, if you are willing, can you make me clean? He didn't ask for any material things. You notice that? He just said, make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him. And I I love the way Jesus would just command it. He didn't go through a long, drawn-out speech. He said, I am willing. He didn't go through a whole storyline. <laughs> and he touched him, which was unheard of, to touch someone with leprosy. And he said, be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him. Then Jesus ordered him, don't tell anyone but go show yourself to the priest and offer the sacrifices that Moses commanded for your cleansing as a testimony to them. Yet the news about him spread all the more so that crowds of people came to hear him and to be healed of their sicknesses. But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. So, Jesus was not consumed uh, by uh, following after what the people wanted. He knew his priorities and he understood that he needed that time alone with God. Yeah, that, that's, that too is uh, amazing and powerful to understand how Jesus had that balance. And he knew, uh, even though he may have had compassion for those that were standing around him and were wanting to be healed, he also understood what God wanted him to do. And so he was not uh, persuaded by the crowds or or even the needs of the crowds at that, that, at that time because the need that he had to be connected to the Father was far greater. So then he was able to withstand, to continue to do what God put him here on this earth to do. And the same goes for us. So point number one, have you ever taken your kids to a museum uh, or, or any young person to a museum and, and you quietly tell them not to touch certain items? Don't touch that. No, baby, don't touch that. <laughs> and, and you know there's signs all around around the building saying, do not touch. So often this is the attitude many people take with certain people that may not look like them, who may not have on the best clothing, uh, what we consider best clothing, who, who may not smell very good, or even those who have a very ungrateful attitude. You know, those are turnoffs that it's just immediate, like, uh, let me separate myself, uh, especially uh, someone can be very well dressed and have all the, you know, what the world considers the wealth, but have a, a very funky attitude. That is a turnoff. 
and and you know we kind of shy away uh, from people like that. So based upon the outward appearance, and also based upon the inner uh, uh, person, you know their inner attitude that comes out. So we may say, mm, let me back off here. We tend to separate ourselves from people like that, but Jesus did not. Jesus broke every pompous rule of the Sadducees and the Pharisees and, and by associating with people that others labeled as untouchable. You know, we've got to be careful of those labels. I talked about that a few weeks ago. Uh, we can label someone and it will go down, uh, follow them for the rest of their lives. Uh, while teaching, uh, doing trainings yesterday with teachers, a first-year counselor uh, shared something with us about how reports that they have to make and uh, on young people that could follow them for the rest of their lives. And uh, it's and it's something they have to report, you know, to the state. And, uh, you know, this is something that was new to me. I knew that they had to write up, you know, other behavioral things that students would do. But, but this was something new and she didn't feel comfortable doing it. Uh, any any longer, but just wanted to figure out what would be the best way of, of dealing with that situation. Um, we need to be aware and careful of labeling others. We must understand that all people are special and we are all made in God's image. So when we down them or make fun of them, we're making fun of God. We're saying, God, you don't know what you're doing. You created this person the wrong way. Uh, you made a mistake here. God does not make mistakes. <laughs> God is perfect. There is nothing, absolutely nothing that he has done wrong. Uh, so many times what happens is we choose a different course and that is our choice. And God gives us the opportunity to choose. It is our choice. Point number two, the other thing that we see that was untouchable with Jesus was his alone time with God, his time to pray and commute with God. We too must treasure that time. Now more than ever in these wicked last days we live in, we need to intentionally set aside time to be with the Father, keeping our time with God is our highest priority. That too is untouchable. Now, the other thing that's untouchable that we were talking about prior to this, you know, about certain people, that is not untouchable. We kind of get it twisted. You know, the, God sent us here. God allowed us, I would say, even before he formed us, he knew uh, what he had planned for us. And it's just a matter of us accepting that and saying, okay, Father, this is what you would have me to do. And I remember when when God um, led me to the church, uh, Good Samaritan, to my, my parents' church, and how he allowed me to go through quite a few things before even starting that ministry that he gave me while being there and doing outreach. Uh, I had to understand the people that he was allowing me to serve and uh, going through quite a few things, losing things and stuff and sometimes being alienated by others and 
I'll never forget it, how after going to a um, conference, it was actually a, a minister in town down at Bartle Hall. I went to, to hear him preach, and it was awesome. And uh, when I left, when I was going to my car, I ran into my friend Deb, and, and I was taking her home, and, and I got to my car, and it was hundreds of cars in the parking lot, and mine was broken into. The windows were broken and they took some change or ransacked the car. And, and, uh, you know, I noticed that other cars in the parking lot around me, they weren't broken into. And I thought, how did they single out my car? You know, what, what is that about? Didn't know or understand. But as I was taking her home, I drove out Prospect and Normally, when I'm driving, I drive with my windows up all the time. It's rare that I have them down. And so I either have the air going or heat going, depending on the time of the year. But this time I had no choice. So the windows were down and and I heard sounds that I'd never heard before. I heard uh, people laughing. I heard people arguing. Uh, I heard people cussing at other people. And... um, It was something different. And as I drove through uh, Prospect, the Lord said, this is where you're going to be serving right here in this area. And I did not understand it at that time. And I dropped my friend off and went on my way. And I would say within a few months, I was there. And we were walking the streets, letting people know, inviting them to the church on Wednesday nights. That was the night I taught. And, um, and also we shared a meal with them. We gave them food, uh, anyone that came. We all ate food together. And we served those people that most people would consider untouchable. We hugged. We loved them. Uh, they trusted us. We had conversations. Many of them came to know Jesus Christ. Many of them were strung out or had drug addictions. Some were in prostitution or being prostituted. Uh, There were those who were were alcoholics who, you know, uh, and I'm not going to call them alcoholics. They may have had an addiction to alcohol. Uh, There were some that were dealing with mental illness. And it was lots of people that would come during that time. And uh, I remember once, you know, uh, the Kansas City Star at the time did a story on us, uh, my sisters and I at the bakery and uh, our lives and how um, we started sharing about what we did at the church. And they were more interested in that. And they said, can we come one day and and sit and, and, and just join in? And we said, sure. So they came. I'll never forget this, the reporter and they took a picture and and they they were talking to us as we were serving the food. And so they said, well, who are the ones that are prostitutes or are the ones that are homeless? Where, where are they? And we said, well, we don't separate. We don't designate, oh, you're homeless or you're this or you sit over here. We said, we just all sit together. It doesn't matter. We don't. We don't isolate or separate based upon who you are, what you've done, what you have, or what you don't have. 
And we all sat at different tables and making sure that every one of us was sitting at a table to share and and listen and hear and um, be a part of this beautiful dynamic family that God had created with all of us. And it blessed my heart. and, And I believe that that reporter's life changed that day. And they said, wow, that is amazing. And he said, we don't know when we're going to run this, but we will let you know as soon as we do. And this was during the time that President Obama uh, was running for president. And uh, it was either at the time he was elected and, and there he was on the front page. And guess who else was on the front page of the paper? Uh-huh. We were. <laughs> A picture of us serving, a picture of us with our family, the people uh, in the community, uh, the people that many would consider untouchable. And God blessed us tremendously for years uh, being a part of this beautiful uh, connection uh, and uh, getting to know one another, getting to understand what uh, others are dealing with. And, and meeting them where they are, being able to meet their needs. If they were, if they were hungry, we fed them. If they uh, needed a Bible, we gave it to them. If they were thirsty, we gave them something to drink. Uh, and God uh, blessed them, but he blessed us as well because it helped me to be even more grateful and to be more appreciative and to be more inclusive, to understand that all of us are special. Every one of us have a part to play. And I'll always treasure those days. What about you? You know, God says, be be careful. We could be entertaining angels unaware. You know, uh, many times if, if Jesus was even in our midst in person, some of us may even shun Jesus. I'm not saying you, but I'm just saying in general, you know, because of the, the, the way that we, um, the, the prejudices that we have and, and, and the way that we size people up based upon the type of shoes or purses or whatever it is or the clothing that they wear, uh, entertainers when they're on the red carpet. Who are you wearing? What are you wearing? You know, we've gotten so stigmatized by things like that. And God is saying it's time to change. It's time to put aside the stuff and begin the work and doing it genuinely, genuinely, and intentionally. What has God called you to do? Who has God called you to be around that you would have never imagined yourself being in a place like that? It's time. This is your day. Uh, now, if you don't know Jesus, this is, this is also your day. This is a very important part. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory to God. The angels in heaven are rejoicing because of you. God loves us so much. And I love you too. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May be gracious unto you. Show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And please don't forget to check us out on our website, 
jackiebikesministries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, be like boy, U-Y-C-K-S ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. Also, please subscribe to our website by entering your first and last name and your email address. And don't forget to check us out on tzonekc.org. Check out what we're doing with our precious youth, uh, teaching them workforce skills, life skills, and entrepreneurship development. And please become a partner. Uh, check that donate button and, and donate even $10 a month. We would be so grateful. And it will help us to continue the work that God has blessed us to do. All right, Mighty Warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day. Fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.